Hello and welcome once again to Orange is the New Podcast. It's the officially unofficial podcast for Netflix's hit series, Orange is the New Black. Tonight we're talking about episode 312. Don't make me come back there. Goddamn. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me yet again uh, for, for for the, uh, I was going to say final time, but I think you're joining us for the, the, the postseason recap, is Nina yeah. Perez, proprietor of projectfandom.com. Uh, Nina, tell tell the new listeners what, what you're all about. Uh, okay, so I own and run a website called Project Fandom, and I have about 50 writers, and we review and recap television and movies and comic books, and we have about five different podcasts that cover anime, TV, uh, general geek stuff. Uh, we have a Throwback Thursday show where we watch an old show that's no longer on the air but still good. What are you doing uh, right now? What, what is your throwback show right now? Uh, we're doing uh, Veronica Mars. We're nice. going into the third season. Um, we just dropped Heroes. I couldn't finish. Yeah, here she. I, you know, we we're Jim and I were talking about the Heroes Reborn and like whether we're excited or not. And I'm like, not really. Yeah, like I saw the I trailer just, and there's nothing there that made me think like, oh yeah, Return to the Glory Years. Yeah, and I think after that we're either going to do um, when we're done with the final season of Veronica Mars, we're going to either do Friday Night Lights or Battlestar Galactica. Hmm. Nice. I've not. Yeah. I've only seen the first season of Battlestar because I kind of noped out of it. I'm. That's unpopular opinion alert, but I didn't like Battlestar. Really? But I have been looking for an excuse to watch Friday Night Lights. That might give me one. Yeah, you. It's a. It's a pretty good show. And John hasn't seen. My co-host John hasn't seen any of those shows. So nice. All I'm right. watching for the like so fifth the, time. You got the expert slash newbie opinion. But yeah, exactly. You should check out Project Fandom. Uh, they're a lot like Bald Move in that you know they're they're fan first. Uh, not uh not super serious you guys have a lot and of fun that, and that's where the similarities in <laughs> <laughs> you guys you're sw- not gonna get you're not gonna get like deep in-depth conversation on our podcast oh i don't know about that we're gonna see how in-depth and deep we can get tonight although okay. I, this was weird this was weird this was a weird this was a weird episode because i felt like last episode was a bombshell and there was plenty of shit going on in the uh, finale, but this one uh, just set a lot of stuff in motion. It seems like for the finale. Yeah, I hadn't. Um, I had actually not watched past eight or nine, and that's because of you, first of all. Oh, really? I, yeah, I remember early on you told me things get super dark in episode eight or nine, mm-hmm. and so I was... as I was watching, where I thought it was going to go was I thought Lori Petty was going to stab Alex oh. in the neck. Yeah, I screw. Sorry, I screwed you up. I was. I, I actually was ten and eleven to where it got like, you know, mm-hmm, crazy mm-hmm. dark. You, you, yeah. So I've just been afraid, and I only re- <laughs> I only watched episodes like nine, ten, eleven, and twelve today. Oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't seen the finale yet. I'll probably watch it when we're done recording. That, um, that's a lot to take in. Then, oh, good, and that's uh, you'll you'll be a good touchstone for me to say like, what do you think is going to happen? Yes, yeah, because I have no idea. Um, yeah, but it it did the rape was. That was not. I wasn't ready for that, and yeah, that was tough. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this episode. Don't make me come back here. Uh, we start off with Daya going into labor, and once more, Gloria seems like she's a much better mother than Daya's actual mother. Hell, even Blanca is a better mother than her actual mother. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really kind of fucked up shit between. Uh, 
marzipan and flaca as far as like her experience with with motherhood and and how she was uh, smoking pot super heavy that summer and she only weighs 90 pounds and she didn't know she's pregnant till seven months in and (laughs) yes a lot of a lot of question marks there yeah um but yeah anything to say about that before alita tries to come in with some last minute mom stuff and die is just completely over it get the fuck out I was just confused as to why they're allowing her to be in like active labor in her bunk. Like, well, I mean, I guess you got all like the different falls. Like, usually it's you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know if if I can't remember Ruiz's experience from first season whether she delivered that into prison infirmary, and that's kind of oh, like right. what they usually do. And just mm-hmm. be, the reason that they took Daya to the hospitals because it looked like things were going bad. Like I. Right. I was like, because I watched this immediately after all of the, you know, I, I did the same thing. I like binge 9, 10, 11, 12. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, if there's a dead baby in this episode, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. I was shocked as hell about how it, it ended up. It up playing out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this ushers us into a Alita slash Daya flashback where she's talking to her mother, uh, Alita's mom, about putting her in a summer camp for... Um, I don't know, underprivileged kids, inner city kids. Right. Uh, which seemed like a fantastic idea, but her mom just shits all over it and says, you know, you send your kid there, and that's just an excuse for the social workers to get a good look at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then young Daya bounces up with a balloon that looks like a condom. <laughs> Do you, can you believe the casting on this young Daya? First, she looks just like her. No shit. They, I was blown away. The eyes, related, the nose, right? the I don't, I, I, I should have suspected that. They but, have to be. She looks just like her. I mean, like this. It's the same way thinking about the casting young Norma. It's like they just mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park. That's you know, Di is a very distinctive looking woman, mm-hmm. and to find someone that same face shape and everything was just amazing. Is this the episode where later somebody refers to her as the one that looks like a goldfish? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Because she kind of does. Oh. I see. I didn't get the goldfish looking like unless yeah, you're talking. Eyes. Unless you're talking Dory from like I could see Dory from uh, like Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, I, I don't know. Okay, I, I'm a Daya fan as far as just her physical looks. I like the lips. Mm-hmm. I like the eyes. I like the hair. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I yeah I kind of bristle when people start throwing goldfish around. <laughs> Can you believe this little girl though? Like, well, Daya in character knew what a condom looks like. <laughs> she was just gonna say it's a balloon uh, you know kids I, I feel like elitist kids probably grow up fast yeah that's true they, they true. probably see a lot of lot, a lot of shit <laughs> uh you know anyway uh red is actually hope she, she's got her diner open uh in the prison and she's o- holding open lotteries for the wi- women to win and come and have this like you know five-star prison dining experience Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's this kind of like a lot of interesting vignettes in the line. There's the Leanne and Norma are debating theology and, mm-hmm. you know, the whole Angie miracle blowing up. Um, anything, any of those tidbits you want to talk about or? Well, just that they referred to it happening before. And I think that's kind of a, for me anyway, it's a downside of this show and binging it like when it first comes out and then uh-huh. you have to wait a year. I find that I don't remember things. And I never have time to, like, re-binge, you know, before the new season. Yeah. So I feel like a couple times in this episode, they reference things that I was like, I don't re- – am I supposed to remember oh, how the first one went? Well, hopefully we can help ourselves because I got at least two things where I'm like, I uh, season one? Ooh, I didn't yeah. know I didn't know it was going to be a pop quiz at the end of this episode. Right, right. 
Um, but the Ruby Rose and Piper discussing her recent breakup for good, for really reals, for reals mm-hmm. this time with Alex. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, just can't believe that she actually got broke up with. And she tries to say she doesn't want to jump right into another relationship. And Ruby Rose, I think, sees through all that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, says she's a she's not a starving lesbian jack jackal. But even <laughs> if she was, the jackal does just fine. Right, Which, right. you know, it's weird that she's kind of going after Piper so hot and heavy, knowing by the time we find out in this episode that she's going to be out of prison in like less than a week. Yeah, and I don't, again, I haven't watched the finale, but I was like, it would be just like Piper, who I hate. Uh-huh. And this episode, first of all, I I ended up hating a lot of people in this episode. Like, all it right. made me hate life. I was just <laughs> like, these people are the worst. Uh-huh. But wouldn't it be just, well, you can't tell me because you've seen it. But I was like, it would be so like her to try to get back with Alex next week or next episode. It would be. It would be just oh. like that. That's mildly interesting, Nina. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got to dust that off. I haven't used that in a few months. Um, Birdie, we find out. Uh, well, we don't find out. Soso finds out she's suspended, and that's kind of shocking her because now she's stuck with fucking Healy. Mm-hmm. And she says she's coming around, that she wants to try the medication because her social skills are totally lacking. And Healy starts talking a mess about MCC just subcontracted their medical out to some yep. other corporation and I'm like oh boy I started thinking like they're going to give it a wrong medication or they're mm-hmm. you know I, I was not sure where this plot line was going I just felt like I mean I guess for whatever his job because he's an official counselor right so I'm guessing he can prescribe or make a recommendation for medication but yeah. I just felt really uncomfortable with this even before he started talking about the corporation stuff. Like I just thought I would yeah. not trust this man to give me medication. No. And that, that's, yeah, I think he's like your standard therapist, not psychologist. They can like tell you, you should go to your doctor or here's a psychologist and tell them right. I said this and then they can, but yeah, I kind of yeah. feel like that's, you know, she just wrote down, give her drugs and right. signed Healy. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boo uh, and Pensatucky are debating, you know, how they could avenge this uh, whole rape situation. Uh, And Boo points out probably rightly that if she goes and actually accuses this guy, that it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, She says it's going to be like farting in the wind Mm -hmm. because unlike the Daya situation, you didn't actually, you know, there's, there's the, we know of there's no baby involved and, and they're in her words, they're all liars and degenerates who deserve everything that happens to them, which is, I mean, that that's one thing that I haven't really talked about that like prison rape um we talked about how i guess the surprising statistic it's it's really high like as high as 1 in 5 uh wow. prisoners are some sort of sexually abused by prison guards in female prisons but you know it's kind of something we joke about as society like right. you know dudes getting raped in prison and mm-hmm. oh you're pound federal pounding ass prison um i don't know that's uh, that's kind of disturbing that uh, yeah. it's not enough to give the official punishment. We kind of expect and look the other way when there's like a little bit extra dehumanization added to the the plate. Yeah, this and this scene actually confused me when it began because mm-hmm. she was pushing her to even admit that it happened, I think, in the prior episode. And so here when she was doing it, for her, then she was saying, well, you know, if you tell them, they're not going to believe you. And I was like, why would you want her to admit? And then I was like, yeah. oh, because she wants a different kind of vengeance. <laughs> the, the full-on girl with the dragon tattoo. Uh, yes. The sweet, they're going to go Swedish on him. 
so that's and I was kind of like, okay, well, this is going to be interesting. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if this 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 is going to be a comedic caper. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how that went, winds up. Sophia has to deal with a bunch of inmates being assholes to her in the um, uh, in her salon, and I'm like, okay, well, we've seen this a little bit. Uh, you know, because much mostly because of Alita's doing, she's right. stirred up the whole prison against Sophia, and slowly her allies and her her friends have kind of deserted her. But she actually gets attacked. Like yes. scissors came out, and she kind of wrecks house. Um, mm-hmm. but they just gang up on her and uh, beat her down. And just... it, you know, I Sophia is one of my favorite characters in this show, and it was kind of tough to watch, especially when the guard came in, like she could yes. have came in at the right point to kind of stop it from going any further. And she just panics and says, I'll go get, you know, kind of like, I'll go run and get mom and dad. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty terrible. This, this whole thing, it just bothered me like you, because I love the character and it was just so shitty. And this is, again, when I, was watching this in my notes. I'm like, these people are horrible. They're, and it's the one thing I guess I don't like about the show. Maybe it's realistic, I guess, because they're all, they all have made poor life choices, right? Like yeah. most of them are there because they, they deserve to be there. Yeah. So I guess they're not quote unquote good people, but I hate the way most of the characters, they flip flop like this. Like, I feel like this has been every season, especially, mm-hmm. I guess, the black girls. Maybe I'm taking it personally because I'm black, but I just kind of hate the way they're so flaky. Like, they're not representing they turn- the way you feel like they should be. Yeah, they're, well, they're, I mean, I guess it, maybe it is realistic. Maybe they're trying to tell you, you know, these are not good people. And maybe when you're in prison, you have to kind of be about yourself you know what i mean maybe you can't afford to stick up for people mm-hmm. but still it's hard to watch and i just hated everything about this i hated this so much yeah i think it's realistic because when i look around the landscape i feel like you know issues involving transgender is kind of like the <laughs> new frontier because number one uh people find it hard to understand and there's a lot of misinformation about it and there's a lot of like deliberate ignorance and it's like kind of like mm-hmm. i feel like you know, the people that were are homophobic or um or at least kind of, you know, neutral or worse about the way they feel like transsexual is just like homosexuality on steroids to them. It's like, right, oh, this right. is even, you know, you want to talk unnatural and it's like, ugh. and then you think about prison being probably one of the more ignorant and, you know, aggressive segments of society. Yeah, I felt like, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. This could happen, especially mm-hmm. if you had shitty management shitty training uh with people that can be shitty it's 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 going to be a shitty situation yeah it's just so hard to watch i mean i was kind of like that i felt like this episode i was half watching between my fingers because i'm like uh could sophia could die here Mm -hmm. die his baby's gonna die like this is this is continuing the dark slide of orange the new black and did you notice the people who attacked her, if I'm not mistaken, we've never seen them before, right? I think that's intentional because right. you can't – I don't think you as a character can kind of come back from that. Right, exactly. Like, they weren't going to put somebody you probably like or care about in this position. Like they rehabilitated some other characters that I really hated, like Caputo this season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Healy. But, but Healy, like I don't think they can come back with him either, the way he let – 
you know, Piper be attacked and he's let right. so much shit like put put his own petty jealousies and feelings in front of people's safety. Like I I feel like next year it'd be interesting to see if Jinji Cohen continues to mine his childhood to see if she can find something that will make us feel sympathy for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But boy, uh, that's a lot of mileage to, yeah. to, to have to, to get with that character. Um, porn stash. That'd be another one. If they, t- <laughs> the origin <laughs> of porn stash where he had this privilege. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Oh yeah. That's, that's going to make everything about him make sense. Right. Um, let's see what else, uh, Alita and Ru- Ruiz talk about kids and, you know, Ruiz is the one that had her child forcibly taken away from her by her boyfriend for yes. her quote unquote own, own good. And uh, I thought it was an interest, an interesting and poignant point that Ruiz made that, you know, the truth is my baby's fine. My boyfriend loves her. His mother is a good person and is going to be a good mother to her. I'm not freaking out and losing my mind because she needs me. I'm freaking out because I need her. Yes, I love that. And when you're talking babies, that's kind of the cold hard truth. Yep. Because um, they don't they don't know any better, and they have someone that's there keeping them clean and dry yeah, and fed and yeah. cuddled. That baby doesn't know any better, and it's heartbreaking to know that that is the stone cold truth of it. Where do you? Because because we know there's going to be another season of this. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder it right now as a matter right i wonder yeah. where they're going with her with ruiz because that's the one thing like i don't know how you get closure on that or even if they will or maybe they're just going to leave it ambiguous but <laughs> i you know what kind of what do you want what do you want to see happen with her i would for like most of them not all of them for most of them i would love if when they get out if we're if that's the way the story goes like you know how they do um I think it was six feet under spoiler that uh-huh. the series finale did like a flash forward and you right. got to see how everybody eventually dies or whatever. Yeah. Like if they did something like that, where we could just get some type of closure for her, I would love to see her not even, it's not even about the guy like reconciling with him, but just like getting her shit together and being able to be with her child. Because I feel like, like, I, like I said, when she said that, that was so, it was the truth and it's a hard thing to admit. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, this is somebody who is a, sounds like a good mother talking to somebody who I just don't know if she can be a good mother. Yeah, she's damn. Yeah, Alita is is uh, you know uh, just so toxic. Um, yeah, I can't imagine them. She's for me. She's somebody like Healy. Like I can't imagine what they would do. Yeah, to make me give a damn about yeah. this character. And I get it. Like I can see the reasons why but i still can't bring myself to be like okay yeah what are you i'll give you a pass uh, but yeah I, that's a really great idea because they've done so much flashback mm-hmm. that that would be a really cool mechanic to have a flash forward episode or maybe each episode instead of doing the flashbacks they'll have flash forwards to show us how these characters right. are going to end up so it's not all crammed in a finale but yeah. just as the course of the 12 or 13 episodes just give us a flat or two at a time or something yeah i, I would love that totally co-signed that idea yeah all right uh so this leads to another alita flashback and she's dropping off dia and mm-hmm. dia has like you know first school jitter day of school jitters combined with like city kid freaking out about being in the woods for the first time and seeing all the bugs and the dirt mm-hmm. and you know i i don't understand alita's reaction here to just go total like I got a month without the kid and I got, I got dates lined up and you need to get the fuck off of me is what is her deal? Is she just unable to deal with any kind of uncomfortable situation? So she just goes to full on aggression mode or what? 
that has to, that that's let's go with that that because I could not figure it out like this is the one I don't know do you have a trigger like for me there are certain things that I know I don't care how well the character is written maybe they're written too well but if you have a certain type of character it just turns me off and for me it's bad parents particularly bad mo- mothers sure this that's my trigger and I get that they're showing us for instance like when this is all said and done and she gets in the car she cries yeah her- and I, I feel like the tears mean she cares, but the fact that she can't care enough to like get out of her own way, you know yeah. what I mean? Like she knows better. I can see that she knows better, but she doesn't anyway. Yeah. And it drives me crazy. Her heart's in the right place, but she just doesn't have the life skills to deal with this situation. A clingy kid that's, you know, right. that, that you're trying to do what's best for them, but what's best for them is to temporarily make them cry. You know, it's like, she just doesn't have, and and you can tell from her mother too. Her mother's a very you know fuck yeah. the world and fuck all this and all that and yeah you know, but yeah I I prefer my characters to kind of rise above rather than wallow, and Alita's a big wallower it seems like yeah and I don't know how long the series is going to go. That's the other thing I saw today uh, that they're they're saying that it's official Game of Thrones is going to go for at least eight seasons. Oh really? Huh. Yeah. Hmm. We're de- we're debating that in our podcast group on Facebook today if that's like a good or bad thing. But for this show, I was thinking about it again. Like, I I keep waiting for like what's going to be the thing to maybe start to see her turn around. And maybe they know something we don't. Maybe they know that they got at least two more seasons so they can ride this out a little bit. But I'm I'm kind of over it with her. Like she's so you're right toxic. I think in an earlier episode somebody said um, talking about crazy eyes Suzanne that she's like a six-year-old I feel like Alita's like a 12-year-old like a 13-year-old like she's still super petty yeah and and competitive even with her daughter we've seen that before when it comes to men yeah yeah, she just I just think she's mentally she's she's 13 Hmm. uh and it's gonna get worse before (laughs) it is very same episode because it's 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 pretty bad what happens when she gets home but we'll get to that uh alex and piper uh blurg uh <laughs> uh baby f- in, in the middle of them kind of doing his passive aggressive bullshit uh baby face the guard comes up and has a problem with the whole panty deal and says it's not worth it and kind of flounces off mm-hmm. uh we have another kind of amusing scene of black cindy uh doing her uh panty stank exercises and she <laughs> she eyeballs the ripe corn that's in the pirate lady and red's garden while the pirate lady is getting some z's mm-hmm. and kind of like muhaha she's 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 seeing some fresh food fried or fresh the the freshest food she's seen since she got cut off the uh, kosher stuff yeah oh she was pissing me off and i don't cuz i just had a mess of corn tonight uh and it's like <laughs> some of the best sweet corn I, and i'm from fucking indiana so if i know one thing it's good corn and I, if you, you, if it's been six months since you've had decent food and you got that, I, I can't blame a single person. I'd have done the same damn thing. <laughs> Who cooked the corn? That's what I want to know. I, right? Well, I'm saying if Pousset can make like high quality <laughs> liquor in a prison toilet, then I believe they can figure out a way to cook corn. But to yeah, that, how are they boiling water or <laughs> ro- fire roasting or whatever, like in prison? Are there that many lighters, Litchfield lighters, that they just got together enough gum wrappers and and double-A batteries that they were able to cook it? But it's worth it. I don't know anybody who doesn't like corn on the cob. If you you don't, I don't want to know about it. So good. It's so good. Mm 
Uh, my beard just still smells like it's a butter flavored mop right now because nice. I have to like I take a full full body shower to get all the corn off of me. <laughs> it's a wood chipper with with corn. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, there's a prison doctor that Soso is seeing, and he seems like uh a tool. Yes. And he's like, there's no patient records and everything's all fucked up because they're still moving in. And he's making jokes about, well, this will make you sleepy, but then you'll be too tired to eat. So at least you won't get fat. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Uh, and that's what you're telling a depressed person. Right. And it's just a shit show. I'm sure he's the like, if you got a sliding scale of doctor uh, uh, salaries, the prison doctor is at the very bottom of that scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's probably not didn't graduate first of his class he didn't he didn't go to you know bethesda or he didn't he, he's he's he just barely maybe he's got a degree from america samoa like i was just like gonna saul. say is he like saul yeah they he they they you know they were uh what do you call that when you go to the same they're, they're in the same year they're in the same i don't i don't know yeah What's i that get term? what you're saying though they went to the same online correspondence the same alumni I, I, yeah i don't know uh they're alums but uh i it, it's a pretty big bad deal and then he leaves her alone and she just sees a bunch of drugs laying out and what do you think she's going to do? Yeah. Uh, and here's where our, I guess I thought she was the, the, the thing we were supposed to be depressed about is that she's just giving in is going to medicate herself. Uh, and I started realizing, Oh no, Oh no, it's worse. Yeah. She's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. just wanting to stuff herself full and, and never wake up. Right. And I, I hate so, so, but I don't like, Ooh, really, I don't want her dead hate. No, no, no. <laughs> What kind of hate is it, though? It's like just just a supreme annoyance and how mm-hmm. she's kind of like hypocritical without even trying to be. And she's got like, I want to agree with the point she makes, but she makes them in the worst, most unsympathetic way, especially with the audience she's dealing with. And like me and right. Kelly had a bit of a debate. Um, just the peel back to courtesy out of Sasha's made. I actually recorded the finale episode like a week ago. Mm-hmm. So Kelly and I will in the future have a debate about, you know, how we really feel about Soso. And I guess Kelly really identified with her. But I was just like, no fucking way the, every time she's on the screen. Well, you know, the the counselor in a prior episode has said something to her. And I have experienced this. Like, I know this about my personality. My other trigger is kind of weakness, especially in women. It, it kind of frustrates me. Sure. And I've lost you friends. And my, you and my sister ought to get together because, <laughs> man, she loves hating on bitches. She I loves like it. Weak, I don't like whiny, weak women. But this, the, when the counselor said to her, um, you know, you people don't like you. And so that makes you try harder. And that makes them not like you more because mm. you're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. Like, I know that I have lost a couple of friends because of that. And I know all they want to do is please me and be my friend. Mm-hmm. But it's something about the way they go about it that I feel like it is a a grab on my time and it's i don't know and i wonder no, cl- like, clingy she- needy people are unattractive yeah and, and i thought about that like when she said that in that scene i actually sat there and thought like but is that that person's problem to fix or is that my problem like shouldn't i be a better person and not uh, like what does that say about me or other people like me that we are turned off by people who we know just want to be liked 
Uh, no, I think it's their problem to fix, honestly. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's like the, uh, you know, the lifeguard manual says, if you got a drowning victim and they're like climbing on top of you and about to take you down, you're supposed to actually just dive under the water because <laughs> yeah, <right>. they will, because <laughs> that'll, that'll make them let go. Like if you right, get, right. And, and that's the thing, like, I'm not talking like occasionally someone's down or they need some emotional support, but the kind that's just like every, every conversation you feel like you're more drained than you, you came in there. Yeah. And you know, um, yeah, I, 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 it's, 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 I don't know. Like, I don't think everyone has to be the same and we all have to get together. And But I think everyone has a duty to kind of like raise their bar enough that they can get by in society right, without constantly themselves. needing support from everybody. And society is more than willing to support you emotionally, physically, financially, whatever for a time. But you've also, while you're using that support, you got to be – fixing whatever it is about you that is 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 the situation and i know i'm I'm not talking like big societal things i'm talking you know people like so so that just have no idea how to emotionally relate to people especially people that aren't exactly like them that's that's a problem that she needs to fix yeah 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 okay that's that's how you know that's that's my (laughs) kind of harsh take on it no i agree uh sophia is in caputo's office uh rightfully uh aggrieved by the situation because she's just she's gotten beat man she got her her wig or is that a wig or i don't not not sure the terminology wig weave okay okay (laughs) yeah i was like is that did i actually get to see a weave torn out i've heard about it so much but i've actually never seen one and i'm like did 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 i just see it um but no she's she's Okay. You saw a wig get snatched. That's different. All right. And she got like really beat, like beat, beat bad. Um, mm-hmm. And she's saying you need to fire Psychowitz, which is the per- woman who kind of turned her back on her. You need to start training everybody. And she starts throwing around terms like negligence, which makes Caputo like bristle. And he says, you know, she starts talking about getting the lawyers involved. And he says, well, this I think Caputo is sympathetic, but he's like realistic. He's like, uh, we got that this company's got lawyers on staff that live to destroy people like you. Right. And then she's like, well, maybe I can go to the media. And she's uh, doing she's she's asserting her rights and trying to get justice, which is all well and good. Um, But. You know, our society being shitty the way it is, it's we'll we'll see how far it gets her. Right. Um, but yeah, this is also you know it's bad enough that this happened to her, but then she goes to someone that's supposed to be looking out for her best interest, and is broadly sympathetic, and he's still like, ah, what do you do? Uh, yeah. It's pretty tough. Getting beat twice. Uh, booze plan. Uh, she <laughs> she she talks about her puppy program, which if you this is the one thing I do recall the fact that she violated some of the puppy's boundaries vis-a-vis peanut butter and maybe her genitalia. Uh, did she, I don't remember. Did she actually go I, through with I that? don't know if she actually went through it or the fact that she thought it was like, well, I got to get rid of this dog. Um, yeah, right. Depending how dark you want to go there. But but she still, I guess, had some pet puppy sedative. I, I don't know why they would issue puppy sedative to the puppy program, but uh, and she got a couple of them and she's been saving it for you know, a nice little mental vacation for herself. Mm-hmm. But she's willing to spend it all to to get revenge on this uh, donut slinging asshole. And yeah. uh, they're going to drug him and rape him with either a flashlight or a broomstick. And, and Pensatucky keeps, well, the, this, like a bar of soap, is too wide. And finally Boo's like, I don't give a fuck about his comfort. Yeah, like- ass splinters, <laughs> narrow ass, uh... <laughs> 
And also, like, Pensatucky is so naive about right. any kind of sexuality that is not the sexuality. She, which, I mean, she's just barely scratched the surface for what her own sexuality could be. Mm-hmm. But she's like the the idea that a dude would like I don't know shove a dildo up his ass uh, or or maybe enjoy being pegged by another woman has never crossed her mind. Mm-mm. I, but I mean, the episode we saw when she first got her period, the advice her mother gave her, like she was just set up for failure. She was set up to be. Oh yeah, and the environment yeah. she grew up in, where yeah, uh, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, then we have a conversation in the lunchroom where Morello's opinion is the baby face is playing her like a fiddle that he's got his hand out like they all have had. Mm-hmm. And Piper feels like this is about the kind of sort of promised hand job. And mm-hmm. Morello says, Oh, he's such a baby. It'll be 45 seconds and he'll be sneezing in your hand. <laughs> Which... <laughs> oh man. And Piper's like, it's weird because he's exploiting me, but. I'm exploiting, you know, I feel like a child molester because he's such a kid, and uh-huh. I don't know. I, I, I don't care about any of this. Yeah, I, mean, I hate her. So all right, much. let's move on then. <laughs> um, Sophia is all beat up in the lunchroom. Uh, she has not got her wig back on, uh, and she's just staring daggers at Gloria, and Gloria, to her credit, feels really shit. Gloria was never really on board with all this trans hate. No, uh, this she was, wasn't. This you... was mostly Alita, but she went along with it, and she's feeling really shitty about it. Yeah, and I like that. I like that she's she's somebody. I know I said it's a bunch of terrible people. I think she's probably one of the best people for her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think she's a terrible person. Yeah. Um, and I felt, and I noticed that. Like, I don't remember if it, it must have been a prior episode where the language when they were talking about Sophia when things were getting rough between the boys. Um, I noticed that she was the one who would refrain, refrain from saying certain things. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Alita totally pushed that. Yeah. And Alita yeah. has no conscience that I can detect or right. discern, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't go outside to the weird kind of gazebo or picnic shelter area that they've got for outdoor eating. And the black gals are chowing down on this boosted corn. <laughs> and uh, Red Red busts them. And Red tries to, like, go with the parable of the grasshopper and the ant. And Black Cindy comes back with reparations. And I thought one of the lines of the night was, you know, Tasty saying, like, damn, Cindy, you cannot go to slavery every single time you want to try to run a scam. She's like, I know. That's why I'm going to the Jewish thing so I can play the Hitler card. She's like, I've overplayed the slavery hand. I'm going on to Hitler now. (laughs) I love her so much. Oh, it's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it, it stuff's about to get violent. Like she's about to bust Red in the face, which is probably not a great idea. Given which Red's... Tasty tells her, you don't want to fuck with Red. <laughs> yeah, like she don't want to fuck with us either. She's trying. I mean, I think that's Red's point. She's like, you guys done wrong. You know you done wrong. What are you gonna do to make it right? And and yeah, that's the thing. Tasty like in like three episodes has become the leader. Yes, <laughs> and it's it it's great. It's great. Yep. Would never have seen that coming uh, in season one. Nope. But she's the now the obvious choice. Yep, she's the mom. Uh, so she offers up Pusey's prison hooch and their services as kitchen staff mm-hmm. to kind of make it up the red. Um, let's talk about Cal and his wife because I like oh. these guys. Uh, <laughs> and. You know, they're the, the the panties are flying out of the warehouse and we see how much they've stepped up their game. They got a vacuum packer that 
it seals in the flavor and they got <laughs> <laughs> it's a flavor saver and they got the nice labels and she's like should we go like boutique or should we go walmart we need to like crank up the supply to, to meet the demand she wants to expand things to her friend circle and cal's like your friends are all crazy blabbermouths this can't happen and she said when they um she suggested something like if they eat strawberries and he was like they're in prison and he goes they're dirty felons not kobe B. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or one or the other yeah yeah, yeah. no they're tech because i it's funny because I'd never heard of this, but I guess there's this Spanish uh, sausage that is like $200 a pound. My my buddy, because we went over, I've got this like big world market, um, and he's like this like, big foodie. So I took him over there as a treat, and he starts like, you know, just grabbing cheeses and meats. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, God damn, I didn't know that there's this many different types of sausages. And he had this fancy word for cured meats that i can't remember anymore it's like carna something or other uh-huh. and he was talking about like one time he's like his best experience in life was where some rich dude like cut him off a quarter pound of this super expensive spanish or italian pork that was like a religious experience for him wow and i think that's what they're talking about but you know i don't i don't got I, i'm a corn man i don't have experience with kobe <laughs> beef or two hundred dollar pounds of, of of sausage. So no, I'm either. I'm a humble I'm a humble man. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yep. I'm sorry. My favorite line from this scene is when he tells her thug life has made her cold. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I feel like he's shocked by the women in his life. Like Piper's gone all Stringer Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's talking like Al Capone at the height of prohibition. Uh, he's like just shocked and amazed at all these women in his life. And he's trying to keep it fair. You know, he's like, he's right. Just try, like, you know, let's just do what we need to do. We're making some money. Let's not get greedy. Let's and not, everybody else is losing their minds. Let's, let's not forget that Piper's in prison and this is a very dangerous, although Piper's taking her own insane fucking risks. So. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, maybe Piper will in season four call a hit out on Cal's wife because she's trying to muscle in on her, uh, territory. <laughs> Um, Daya's still in labor. Alita tries to apologize. Uh, and she says, you know, I tried so hard, but all I really wanted was for you to be with me. And now here you are and you're exactly like me and I fucked up and I'm a terror. And you know, that's the thing. Like <laughs> she's essentially be- trying to beat her up so bad that Daya will eventually be like, Oh no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad of a situation, which mm-hmm. I think she's succeeded with. It seems like the pattern like, Alita will be a shit, Dia will call out and be pissed, and then Alita comes with, oh, poor, woe is me, here I am in sackcloth and ash. And I think Dia's kind of over it, and even yeah. if she wasn't, she your water breaks, and there's a lot of blood mixed up, and it looks really bad. Yeah, and, yeah, I was just going to say, this is uh, this is not the time. She, there's no way she's going to give her that when you're when you're in labor. You're, you don't give a shit about yeah, anything yeah, or anything. It. And she's had several kids. She should know that this is not the time to try to mm-hmm. emotionally blackmail someone. Or maybe yeah. she does know, and she's trying to like work that angle. Could be. You know, she's like she's in a moment of weakness. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wring my love or her love back out of her. Mm-hmm. Terrible idea either way. Um, and this is the scene. Uh, it's 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 the middle scene where uh, Alita goes to pick up Diet Camper in a flashback, an Alita flashback. Yes. And you could tell, like, this has been the best thing in Daya's life. And mm-hmm. she's had a great time and she's made, like, real friends, maybe the first friends outside her family. 
uh, you know, that, that she's been able to make and she's formed, you know, healthy relationships with people and done arts and crafts. And she's, you know, for the first time been able to flex her artistic muscles and Alita just tears it all down, makes fun of her friends' names, uh, says like, you're, you know, basically you got no shot at being an artist. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Know. Yeah. It's the opposite of what you want to be as a supportive parent, really. And then gets her home and throws away her art. Where I just, I was watching yeah. this scene with my mouth open. I was like, how, she's the worst. She's so terrible. It's, and the sad thing is, this child was already used to this shit because she, she recognized it and immediately went into like, oh, well, I didn't want to be an artist. No, anyway. yeah. That's the oh. hard, the fact that she's internalized this and she wants her mom even though her mom's a therapist, she wants her approval so bad that she's willing to just parrot that shit back. Mm-hmm. Uh, With bitches, bitches. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's move oh, on. I think I skipped ahead. I'm so sorry. That's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit it. Um, okay. Piper goes to the cube, I think they call it, uh, the guard shack that's kind of in the middle and offers her hand job services. Uh, at which point he's like, I don't want this. This is just really stressing me out. And I want to go back to my boring ass life. And then when Ruby Rose comes in and calls him a Michael Sarah looking shit, which is accurate, <laughs> which is true. And then says that this is the most interesting thing that's ever going to happen to your shitty life. And you're going to drink for free and get, I don't know. She, she says a whole bunch of, of bullshit and yeah. uh, he's like, okay, he's back on board with it. Yeah. So all you need is a, uh, uh, you you need a a lesbian Australian DJ to dress you down, and you're ready to go go back to your felonious lifestyle. My crush on her is over, by the way. You know, I was okay because that's one thing I want to talk to the Pialani because the hype with her was so stratospheric, and to me, other than just the visual presence she had. I didn't think she did a lot with what she was given to work with. Now, she wasn't yeah. given the greatest material to work with. Being Piper's mm-hmm. love affair in the terrible Alex Piper bullshit love triangle is a bad gig. But I don't think she did a lot with it. Yeah, she's not a great actress. I She's gorgeous. But then in the episode, oh, my God, your women listeners are going to hate me. But the episode where she was naked. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no. Like, and it's not even the <laughs> tattoos. It's like from the waist down, she's shaped like a boy. Like, she has no ass. She has no hips. She has no waist. It's like, she's so feminine up top. Like, you know what I mean? She has those full lips and the nice boobs. And I'm like, wow. And then I saw her naked. And I was like, no, no, that's not what I thought it was going to look like at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. It's uh, super ironic because, like, from the waist down, I'm like Christina Hendricks. My ass is so fat and shapely. <laughs> it's like the toe, but I am butch as hell from the from the navel up. It's 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 you know, some sometimes the genetic deck it just works that way. I mean, I think she's everything. It's she's fine as a person, it just as a magnetic screen presence. That yeah, I mean, I don't know who they need to bring in here for me to actually care about this plot line. Uh, this deck was stacked against me, but this, uh, especially since I kept on hearing like everybody, you yeah. and and um, uh, and Pialani and all these people are talking about oh Ruby Rose, Ruby Rose can't wait for Ruby Rose, and then she got here, I was just like, huh, interesting, yeah. yeah. You know, it'd be like if like uh, I was like super hyped to see Brian Cranston in something, and he comes in, and he's just like, hey, what's going on? 
Right. <laughs> you know, it's like that's not what I expected from from the hype. Right. Uh. Anyway, uh, Sister Engel is off in some kind of uh, secluded break room, praying on her rosary, and Sophia comes in and wants a few good words with God. Here's my problem: I don't remember them having a relationship at all. Like Sophia was barely in season two. If they had like this big thing in season one, I've completely forgotten about it. I've, I remember it. I remember it, but I don't. I don't remember how and the why it came about. But see, I now do. I would I would have a problem with your characterization of saying that you remember it because <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember something that you have no recollection of. Right, what that's the hell, the exact Nita? Opposite of remembering. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase. When when she walked in the room. This felt familiar to me. Like, I felt like they had a relationship, but I couldn't tell you, like, how it came about or what they bonded over. It especially seems like like maybe Sophie was trying to come to God. And I never, I, that totally does not ring true to me. But somebody has to write in some feedback. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sure it it will. And hopefully they'll get to us in time for the the season recap. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, We'll we'll see because they'll only have like, uh, a, a week to react to it, but but yeah, I, I I didn't get that, and I didn't obviously have time to go back and watch season one. I tried to like troll through some uh, Orange New Black wikis to to mm. figure it out, but it's you know they got like really exhaustive episode by episode recaps, but their character bios are not like to that detail. So right, right. like I it's like uh, I just didn't, I, I I couldn't figure it out. But yeah, um, Sister Engel, as you'd expect, is a real solid lady. And shows Sophia some real some real kindness. Um, I was actually surprised how catty she was to begin with. Like, oh, you want to come talking about God now that you've got some adversity? But when she sees how bad she's torn up emotionally and physically, her her uh, you know genuine yeah. human compassion kicks in. Yeah, I like her. She's the only one that got by on the, the kosher meals, right? She's on the very short list. Yeah, because you know you worked at uh, the 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 Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Um, she also advises taking the high road because Sophia is kind of like plotting her vengeance. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, you just you get real quiet and you look him in the face and give him that. I'm going to remember you. And it just freaks him out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Danny is talking to her dad, his dad on the golf uh, range. And he's saying that, you know, Sophia's threatened us with legal and media action. And his dad says, well, we'll do what we did in Arizona and essentially advises putting her in special custody, which is you know the same as solitary confinement mm-hmm. and give her time to think alone to kind of try to break her. And, you know, Danny is getting really exasperated. It's like, you know, we got to think about long term. And his dad's like, no one cares about the long term. And this I don't know, like this is true for like the worst of the worst of corporations. But I've been in big corporations where this attitude would be, you know, seen as horrific. Now, I guess if there's one industry you could do this with, it's the prison industry. Right. But like, I found this mildly unrealistic that this company wouldn't be, if even if they didn't give a shit about, you know, trans women, they would give a shit about the lawsuit and the ACLU and And the publicity. Exactly. Exactly. And what would they need to do? Like, I was trying to figure, like, what would it cost them to do something to make this right so that she doesn't go to the press? And I was thinking, I guess he said something about the training, like the sensitivity training. Yeah. like That would probably cost them, but it cannot cost as much as if she sues you. God, no. And that's the thing. That's been the whole thing. 
like I know this is all real. This has got to be all real because like, I've I I am you know I've seen enough documentaries and I've read enough stuff to know that this prison uh, industry is pretty horrific in the way they view their product, which mm-hmm. is essentially captive humanity humans, right? And how they lobby for tougher laws on drugs so they can fill their cots, and how they you know it's it's a thing where they deny and cut back rehabilitation services because they brag about how their high their recidivism rate is because that looks good to investors that mm-hmm. not only do we have a shitload of people locked up in this country more than any other country more than communist china more than fucking russia but also 70% of them that come out come right back in because back. they're completely unprepared to deal with the real world they're institutionalized and it's mm-hmm. it's horrifying but that said this is so mustache twirling villain that i kind of you know, I'm sympathetic to it. I'm mm-hmm. aware of the issues, and I'm like, this seems kind of unrealistic, All over the top. And of course, he's like, he's doing like the ultimate corporate the man activity. He's playing golf. Only thing would have been yeah. worse if he'd been like on his yacht. Yeah, <laughs> he was having like calling him from his yacht or something. Like, I wish yeah. they would played it. I don't know how you do because I think what happens is people are just super greedy and they just actively don't think about the human cost. And right. you know being confronted with it and then maybe that i don't know maybe they're doing a better job of this and i was just in a bad mood when i watched it but that was i i wish it wasn't as one note about the point they're trying to make because it's a great point and i think they're doing a good job of showing kind of like the costs of privatizing prisons but the management are just you know making hitler jokes and just just again way over the top uh but he says, look, dad, this is bullshit. And he, bull- I, I guess that maybe his mother died and his mother was a much better person than his dad was because he appeals to their dead mother and wife. And that brings him around and says, well, at least we'll, I'll meet with the board and we'll go over our options. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, I, I can interpret corporate speak and, and Danny seemed pleased by that. I'm like, no, Danny, that's not a good answer. That is, that's like when I tell my son, we'll see. (laughs) Can we go to Chuck E. Cheese today? Uh, we'll see. No, that's fucked. No, I'm not going to goddamn Chuck E. Cheese and listening to people scream for an hour and a half and paying 90 bucks. No, no. But I don't want to, you know, have all the, oh, please. And oh, it'd be so fun. And it's just, Uh you know, we'll see. So we'll we'll see means we are never going to talk about this again if you don't remember. (laughs) That's exact. Yeah. You have the attention span of a fruit fly. So there you go. Wait, (laughs) I'll pay for that one day. But yeah, it's all about this quarter. You know, buddy, if I can get through this quarter and next quarter and you still remember at Chuck E. Cheese and it's your birthday, then 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 we'll talk. But you'll probably forget about it. Um, Let's see. uh, Red comes in and kind of busts the girls non-existent balls for uh, standing around and not sweeping the floors. And it turns out that there's a whole crate full of corn. That we didn't even know about. Box of corn. And I'm a dummy because they had not, like I said, I watched four episodes today, right? Like, I don't think any of the episodes I watched, we visited this budding kind of romance friendship between her and Healy. So I forgot about it because I yeah. haven't watched the show. And I haven't watched the show in like two weeks since we last recorded. Right. So... I was like, where the fuck does corn come from? <laughs> yeah, I even totally... think in this episode, because, like, I didn't even recap it. I mean, we'd scoot it right over, but there's this, like, one throwaway scene where Healy kind of sort of overheard some stuff about this. 
Oh, miss and, that completely. Yeah, and it's it's easy to do, and I didn't even see. That's why it's like I didn't write it down in my notes because I didn't see. Because they do this a lot, like five second vignette, five second vignette, and like they pan over like a line of people having a conversation, and like it's exhausting to try to recap all that. So yeah. I try to pick out what's important. Well, shit, by the time I'm halfway through the episode, I realize, oh yeah, Healy gave her like her some kind of eyeball. And right. now she's got corn and we're supposed to and they later make the connection explicit. But right. and also not a huge fan of Red and Healy. Like to me, Red is clearly manipulating Healy to get what she wants. And Healy is a dope. But there's no fucking way that they get together. If they do, I I feel so much lesser about Red. You, I was going to say, you really don't, I, I thought that there was something there. Like, I be, remember when she was like, um, I don't think we, this was an episode I had, um, but wh- when she was doing the translation for his wife, and she was like telling her, like, you have a good man here, so what? He's not, you yeah, know, but thin and young and all that. And I, my, I was flipping my lid, because I'm like, what the fuck is this red? <laughs> but then you find out later that she was buttering him up to get back in the prison, so that all okay. made, and he even says, you were just manipulating. And she's like, you know, what am I going to do? It's, it's, I'm a woman. It's, uh, you take away my, my freedom and my career and my sense of self-worth. I've got the one card I'll play and it's tawdry. It's a great line. Okay. She, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I hope they don't, that he somehow wins her over with a fucking bushel of corn because... <laughs> gag corn is delicious i'm not saying that's not nothing but it ain't it ain't worth shacking up with healy no way it ain't that damn delicious no you've already had one pillow of a husband red don't upgrade for the super deluxe memory foam marshmallow version of of a pillow uh caputo continues to mentor o'neill in the ways of union as they're walking around the prison fence and o'neill has to uh pee on a rock i I found this kind of offensive that uh, they're essentially filling quotas inside the, you know, I've always liked O'Neill, but when he's like talks about Maxwell, like she's got no leadership qualities and it's clearly just because she's a woman. I lost a lot of respect to him because I think Maxwell seems pretty awesome. And it's, this is the scene where he says, black people get everything. And I was like, uh, really? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, we do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, you don't have everything, Nina? No. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like, every once in a while you realize kind of how even the one, the guards we like, the, a lot of them are dopey and kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. They They look good in comparison to the complete idiots that they've hired this season. But there's there's still some problems. Yeah. Uh, but while O'Neill's peeing on the piss rock, the prison chicken comes back. We haven't seen the prison chicken since season one. And this leads uh, uh, Caputo to find a big hole in the fence, which is a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, that's where uh, Chang has been stashing her oranges. Yep. And there's a cute line from O'Neill's like, I feel like we're in Narnia. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this chicken returning. Uh, I mean, I thought it was good in the sense that it's not just a mirage, but there's actually, I thought it was cute and clever the way they worked it back in. That, like there is actually a hole and the fence and that's how the chicken comes and goes. Like that's, I thought that okay. was actually kind of clever. Okay. And it's the one thing from season one I remember. So <laughs> there you go. the chicken made a huge, huge, uh, you know, unlike Amy, uh, un- unlike uh, uh, Ruby Rose, 
who I'm going to forget this time next season. The chicken made a huge impact. I'm at the, its performance, the way it strutted, right. <laughs> just the, the screen presence that chicken had. Magical. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alita then calls Mrs. Pornstash, who's got a baby nursery she's prepping and she's stacking diet. And you can tell she's like all in on this baby, which again, I've got a little problem with her fulfillment for a porn stash, but whatever. Um, and she calls and says that the baby who came this morning uh, was strangled in the womb and she's dead. And I was devastated. But then when I found out that she fucking just once again, discarded what Daya wanted and like reversed fucked. I mean, like I don't even have words to describe how bad this is. This was, and honestly, I believed it, which I think, of course, they wanted you to because the last we saw of her, there was the blood, and they were like, that's yes. not good. No, yes. I totally so she, bought, bought it. Yeah. She's like, the cord was around his neck, and I was just like, and she was like, you know, from one grandmother to another, and I'm thinking, holy shit, like, this, she's, she's not the worst. Like, this is, like, I felt awful. Yeah, and I actually kind of liked Alita on the scene. Cause I thought she was pretty sensitive in the way she delivered the news and all that. Yeah. And she was like, I am so, she said that to her first. She says, I'm so, so sorry. And you can see his mother, like the shock of that. And then her saying, no, I, I'm sorry. Like, you know, like I thought, wow. And, and she fucking lied. Oh yeah. Um, I, Jesus Christ. Uh, the, the thing is, that um this elizabeth rodriguez that plays alita is an excellent actress and alita mm -hmm. is an excellent actress in the universe because it 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 takes a lot for me to have this much hate for somebody and mm -hmm. i kudos to the writing direction and actress for pulling it all together but this is a story of a woman who wanted to give away this baby behind her daughter's back for money and pitched all these great ideas about it. And then it's the story. It didn't end there. This whole season has been Daya soul-searching soul about what's really best for my child. Mm -hmm. And weighing the pros and cons and getting all these things and coming to what I think is a sincere decision that this is the best thing to do for my child. To give her this other shot, this other chance at a life. And Alita comes in and fucks it up at the end. Oh my god, I'm about to have a stroke. For what though? Like I'm like because what? she thinks it's the best. She's oh. decided that oh, Daya, there's I've I've thought about it, and Daya can't do this because it's it's such if, a selfish, stupid thing to do. If Daya had forgiven her, like even in like labor pain delirium, she was just like you. Oh, I'm, you're no problem. Come help me. Like if do you, would she have done this? Well, I mean, like. It would have been like if the scene where Daya has her baby and she's like really cute and sweet with it the way you imagine a mother would be with her child before this. And I thought that maybe she had changed her mind. But for her to just do this behind her back again after uh, just – and all for, again, the wrong reasons. It's not that mm -hmm. she's really carefully thought this over. It's just a knee-jerk reaction to Daya rejecting her as a mother. It's all about mm -hmm. her again. And it made me sick. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Well, I'm glad we agree because it would have been a contentious <laughs> podcast if you were wanting to go I to bat with Alita for Alita. <laughs> I think she is – it's either her or the actress that plays Gloria. One of them is going to be on Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, I believe it's Alita. 
is okay. Yeah, one of our listeners told me that, and which I'm like, kind of interesting. I'm kind of excited because I think she could play a lot of different things. Like this scene mm-hmm. with Pornstash's mom showed that she can be kind of soft and compassionate, and you know right. she can play like super hard and sassy, and she could be a. I mean, I think she's got a pretty high ceiling as an actress, and I'm I. Uh, Kelly mentioned that in the future podcast that you we haven't recorded. <laughs> I haven't gotten in my TARDIS yet. But and I was I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I I'm looking forward to that to see her play maybe somebody I can actually like. We'll see. Uh so this goes to the Dia flashback and uh, the Alita flashback where she just shovels all of her arts and crafts into a bag because there's enough clutter in this house and this camp was a mistake and it was too hard to be without your mommy too long. And you can see Dia's like really conflicted, but in the ultimate at the end she just wants her mom's love. Yep. And she starts parroting all of her bullshit and says, You're right, it was dumb and it's boring and she just uh, and then she says at the end, I want to be a mom. Oh God, that's right. Oh, I didn't put that but in my if, notes. That but, broke my heart. But that's the thing. Like in context, I think that is just yet another thing she was telling her mom. So that I don't know that that came from within Dial though. You know, I, if a little girl wants to be a mom, mm-hmm. like, uh, that seems like something that's acceptable, but I feel like this is a piece of her just saying things that she thinks her mom will want her to, to hear. Oh, Definitely. And then, you know, compared that to the next scene, which is die with her baby. And she's like, you know, I love you. But I think she's preparing to let it go Mm -hmm. um, is how I interpreted this. And, you know, Maxwell's like looking at this kind of heartwarming scene. And she's like, my job is fucking weird. Like, you know, I'm this prison guard and here's this mother and I'm in this hospital and I'm going to take this woman away from her. It's like, it's Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you know like oh, I can't wait to watch the finale tonight now because I like so well it's questions. it's ninety minutes so keep that in mind because oh, I remember really? yeah I remember at be at the end of this I'm like ah oh, one more episode and then it's like oh shit it's one of those double sized and it's like it didn't <laughs> end to like it was two thirty in the morning I'm and I was drag assing but yeah enjoy that and we'll talk about it uh, on the uh, wrap up cast mm-hmm. um so then we see a scene with Cal's um. Uh, his her his wife, which I I can't think of her name, but she's mixing up some uh, fake Nana juice. Let's say she's tainting the panties. She's tainting the panties, and she's got uh, blue cheese, tuna, egg white. Like, uh I I I I I'm starting to think like, has she never smelled her own vagina? Right, because when he like says that's that like to what her, a sixth grade boy would come up with based on jokes he's heard in school. Exactly. So when he calls her out on it and I didn't get it at first. I, I didn't like, either. I was like, why is this a big, I don't understand why he's so shocked. And then I got, I was like, Oh, she lied about having all of these. Which I thought was hilarious. That <laughs> he's she's like, you like, went to Vassar. <laughs> yeah. She wanted to impress him with her, you know, kind of like match him weird for weird that she's like invented all these lesbian love affairs that she's had. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, she's like, it was a tart time and there, you know, the war was on. He's like, I can't believe I'm, I'm ever going to say this, but this is not Dick Cheney's fault, which yes. I just <laughs> fell off my couch laughing. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Um, but yeah, so he's going to help her out with this uh, fake, fake, uh, fake spunk. Oh, it's the worst. And then we got red with her dinner and it's all corn and I'm sure it's good. Uh, that prison hooch looks disgusting. 
I didn't notice. <laughs> oh, it looks like like you took Fago and orange juice and mix it together. It just like I no way why I think that that is some kind of fine wine, it, or do I believe it pairs well with red shit? Oh. Um, there's some I don't know, but anyway, Healy comes by and he's looking all smug because he did this thing. And wouldn't you know it? There's some goddamn corn quiche for him too on his desk. Yeah. And again, I'm like, blurg. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, movie night. Coates is looking very tired. Maybe like he's been drugged. Uh, Suzanne comes in all blinky, which I thought that was like you know uh, it it, it wigged tasty out because someone has has continued her time hump saga with vampires, yes. probably sparkly ones, no doubt. It's fa- it's we've come full circle and now it's Gingy Cohen's feelings about fan fiction, and I, yes. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep, she told us fan fiction like you should be you should be um flattered, you know, that people Sure. like your work enough. Sure. Uh-huh. Um I would love if someone wrote some gay erotica about me and Jim and what <laughs> oh, we I'm got sure up to there. in the studios when the cameras turn off. Like I I would be so fucking flattered. Uh <laughs> Somebody, somebody needs to get on that. Just Seriously. keep in mind my fine, generous ass, my Christina Hendricks like ass. I want you to get the details right. You know, don't, don't, don't slack on, don't, don't do half ass. I full ass, got full ass on the, the erotic slash pick with me and Jim. Uh, anyway, uh, Black Cindy's already starting to play the Jew card, which I thought Tasty's like, Cindy, don't make me come back there. Swear to God. It was so great. Yes. I can't even say swear to God the way she did it. Cause she kind of ran it all together. It was the best. It is the best. And Everyone's like the pirate lady comes up to Tasty to talk about her grievance with Pousset and washing her socks in the sink. And I this is just this is a great scene because she's like, yes. and I'm coming to you because I'm not sure that I'd win, but I'm not sure I'd lose either. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have to kill your friend. <laughs> yeah. And then Tasty's like, hold up, am I the new mom? And then Suzanne hugs her, and it's just yes. the best. It's the it best. Is. Um anything you want to say about that? No, you 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 hit all the. This was great. All right, I don't like want to ha- dawn on her face. It was the best. It's so great. Uh, Alita comes to uh, comes clean to Gloria about what she did, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, at least I'll have nothing on my conscience." No, fuck you. Oh, she's the fucking worst. You've got a lot on your conscience, lady. If you actually had one, you'd know. And but... she can't. She ha- She has to know this doesn't stay like how does she think this is going to stay a secret like that woman is gonna contact dia eventually sure so i mean i guess we can look forward to this with season four i i because here's i mean that's well shit i was almost about to spoil something for you but i'm really curious about how you think this is going to play out in season four because you're right this isn't going to stay secret what's dia gonna do uh etc etc and where the fuck is what's his face? Fucking Cesar? What's his name? The father. Uh oh, Bennett? Yeah, fuck. I don't know. Uh, he's on another show now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's he is. He's on how to get away with murder. I don't know. Did you see he posted a picture? What holiday we just have? Like Fourth of July weekend mm-hmm. on his Instagram and he's like on a boat or something. And people were commenting on the picture. And it kind of spoiled me because I hadn't seen a head yet. And they were You're like, like Deadbeat Dad. <laughs> yes, like, where are you? Your daughter needs you. And he finally had to post another picture and be like, I play a fictional character in a fictional place with a fictional baby. Right. It was so pathetic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they uh you know, hardcore fans could be cringy 
if you've ever been to a con with a panel with fan questions, it's if, if you've got any kind of self-awareness at all, it's pretty hard to take. Yeah. Um, let's see. What are we? T- oh, yeah. So she's, you know, she's like, I don't know. She's talking about Caesar just getting another lady to slide on his dick. So to help out with the which she doesn't know that he's already done that, but she doesn't really care because mm-hmm. he's just a man trying to get by, which is kind of how he views the whole situation. Yep. It's just uh, and she's like so happy because she's a grandma now. She's an abuela now. And that's all that matters. And I don't know. Like, I don't get why Glory just doesn't punch her fist through her face and out the back of her skull. Because Gloria, Gloria know be- knows better. Yeah, Gloria was would not pull. The- Gloria's in here because she tried her best to get out of a fucked up situation and it blew up in her face. And she would, mm-hmm. uh, just the contrast and how she can. St- I guess you're. That's the thing about prison. You're stuck with these people. It's, that's what I was thinking so, earlier. So why make when enemies? I was like, yeah, the way they are so flip floppy and they they turn on each other, but it does feel like I guess you kind of have to be that way. Sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut. Because they're they're all you have at the end of the day. Yeah, it's kind of like family, only even more. Per- <laughs> only you like literally can't leave them. Um, <laughs> so next scene is Coates not feeling so well, and he passes out. And Boo and Pentatucky uh, got him bent over, uh, his pants stripped down his ankles, his ass is being prepped. But you know what? None of them want to do it. Uh, <laughs> And and like Boo says, like, I've done a lot of fucked up shit in my life, but the foreign object ass rape of an unconscious man is is kind of too far. And I actually love this development. The fact that these women are too good to rape this man. I thought it was a great code, great way to end this particular plot line. Yeah, yeah. And I, what I liked about this is that I didn't like you touched on it a scene or so ago that he was like not looking too good. Mm. I missed that uh, when I watched it. So when I looked up, I just saw somebody walking down the hallway, and then they fell. I was like, "Who the fuck?" Wait, I was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get yeah, the rape." It's the no, puppy we didn't pills. Get it. It's the puppy pills. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I don't. Having said, I don't know how I would have felt if they went through that because I saw the girl with their dragon tattoo, and I was kind of like, "Fuck yeah." Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, you know, and I, Kelly and I talked a bit about this in the future cast, but it's kind of like I don't think there's anything wrong with a revenge tale with a victim involved, like you know, like. Uh, watching Indiana Jones mow down ma- Nazis or the mm-hmm, the, Jew- mm-hmm. the, Jew- the Jewish boys killing Hitler in the Inglorious Bastards. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with revenge fantasies, but I like the fact that they swerved on this one. Yeah, and I th- didn't want to see this, and yeah. I didn't want, and I really like Boo, and I didn't want, I didn't, I just didn't want them to go through with it. Who saw Boo and Pentatucky being? <laughs> Some of the best, most well-written stand-up characters in the prison. Uh-huh. Such good friends. Uh-huh. Oh, that's crazy. And it felt it all feels right too. So it does. hands off to Gingy for that. Um we also have Piper and Ruby holding hands in the dark, and uh yeah, Ruby's moving out on Tuesday and like mm-hmm. whatever. Uh Ruby yeah. Tuesday. Don't like the <laughs> restaurant, hate the plot line. We're moving on. <laughs> Uh, Pusey comes in to uh, maybe get get some of the her prison hooch out in the library, and she finds out uh, Soso's apparently lifeless body in the library, surrounded with a bunch of pill packs. Your thoughts, Nina? Does Soso make it out of this season alive? I uh, I hope so, but I kind of hope not. At the same time, like I don't know. I'm not a big fan of 
cliffhangers where you think someone dies like fucking true detective <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> sure you know what I mean? And then the next week it's like, oh, it was just buckshot or whatever the fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I like ballsy writing like that where you actually kill somebody. Off. And I think it would be interesting to see how it affects the others, like the people who treated her like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably not. Like, I'm again, I thought Laurie Petty was going to stick Alex in the necks with some glass or something. I thought we that's how dark we were getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, she's probably alive. Yeah, I so all right. <laughs> we, I can't say we will. We will be talking about this next week. Um, okay. So the guards come to take Sophia to shoe, which is news to her, and of course she is outraged. And the guards feel terrible about this too. <sighs> and you know, but they're just following orders, which got a bunch of Germans hung at the Hague. So mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? So uh, what happened? Did he go to the board and they like? Because he, they one leaned forward and said to her, "You, you must have pissed off the wrong person or something." I think that's where we're supposed to understand that his dad was just, you know, that again. We'll see what our options are. Was you know maybe, and he just fuck. He just get, yeah. okay. And they're going forward with the option now. It's the fact that Caputo signed off on this. I kind of have a problem with, but we'll mm. see. We'll see, like you know, how this develops over the next episode to see if it, it it feels more genuine. But it seemed to me that this is such outrageous conduct to to punish a person that's been through this experience. Right. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I hope I hope Sophia ruins this place. <sighs> this was this was terrible. Like I felt I was like choked up. And they're walking her down the hall. I hate it. I hope she gets terrible. a landmark $50 million judgment and it ruins this fucker who's going to go work at Hojo or <laughs> Best Western or whatever. To f- I mean, I, I I hope she takes down the whole system. Yeah, I, I can't wait. As soon as we're done, I'm, I'm firing up the finale. But she she summons as much dignity as she can and mm-hmm. she rolls on out and she fires Gloria, one of those Sister <sighs> Ingalls, I'm going to remember you looks to remember it yes. is it is intense. Mm-hmm. She it was on fire. It's gonna be good. I can't wait. And then her getting shot. In, I mean, this is heinous shit. Her getting locked up in the shoe. Um, yeah. So that's how we end the episode. Yeah, you're right. This did. This was a lot of kind of setting up stuff to come in this 90 minute finale apparently. Yeah, I mean, the biggest news is something that didn't happen, which was the rape of Coates's ass. <laughs> with the broom handle um which i get i get it's a good ep- but this you know it did i feel like that there's so much that happened in the last couple episodes and then there's uh, uh there's there's there'll be things that happen i don't want to say so much to happen i don't want right. to say but there'll be some things to come and this is kind of like a little bit of a lull but eh, i guess a lot of stuff went down i i'm glad they didn't rape him but i really hope when i watch the finale that he realizes how close he came to being ass raped coats like, needs some kind of comeuppance uh, he needs to be dealt with, but mm-hmm. this was not the way. And I'm right. I'm good on Orange is the New Black uh, for for coming up with a, a a better way to go. Good. We have some feedback. Yay! Um, it was sent in to orange at baldmove dot com again. Uh, it's it's too late for the finale episode because I've I've already gone to the future and recorded it. But we are going to have the wrap up where we'll have a panel of ladies on, actually all in the same room slash internet connection. And uh, you can get our thoughts from 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 several different uh, segments of society if if you care to, and you can do that at orange at baldmove dot com, or you can find one of our threads on our forums talking about orange and new black and get it there. Start your own. 
forums.baldmove.com. Let's get into it. Louis B says, I'm not sure if anyone answered your question yet or not regarding why Healy gave up his parking spot to loose check. This was something I wondered about uh, in an episode back where loose check comes riding up on his new motorcycle and he parks in Healy's spot and Caputo's like, what the hell? And he said he owed him. I'm like, I don't remember that. Uh, he explains Healy owed him because loose check helped him cover for Suzanne's uh, crazy eyes whereabouts when Red was beat down by V. He said she was in electrical at the time, so she was exonerated. He actually forged that work order, oh, um, okay. which is an example of Healy not being complete shit. Right. Uh, but yeah, kind of maybe atoning for what he did to Piper and Pintatucky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks for that, Louis. I appreciate that a uh, little bit of closure on that plot line. Uh, Patrick, Kim, I feel bad because I got this and I just shit all over Caputo's backstory story. So I wanted to I wanted to read this and then uh, kind of talk about it. Mm-hmm. But this is last episode. We can be heroes. Uh, was was all about Caputo and how he got to be how he is. And he says Caputo's backstory in this episode was amazing. Throughout all this background story, I felt myself sympathizing with him so much. I'd even found myself siding with him while he was arguing with the mother of the child he'd taken on as his own. The way they managed to completely turn my own feelings on everything that had happened to him up to that point was staggering. You can't hold the door open for people your whole fucking life and get angry when people don't thank you. I'm honestly wondering how many other people must have heard that line and felt like she was speaking directly to them. I know I did. Cheers to you, Aaron, and whoever joins you this week. You all do such a wonderful job. Uh, so I, my point is, cause I, I will say that I'm kind of a recovering nice guy. Like mm-hmm. I was a lot like Caputo where I would try to do the right thing. and was always bummed when it didn't work out for me. And my life has been so much better <laughs> <laughs> since I've gotten over that worldview. And I think a lot of my loathing of Caputo was seeing that streak, uh, in me formerly, Mm-hmm. And I hope you I hope you didn't feel like I was kind of, you know, to the extent that you identified with them, Patrick, I hope you didn't feel like I was brutalizing you. But I feel like if you take and internalize some of the lessons that Caputo learned and you go back and watch this episode five, six, seven years down, I wonder if you'll feel the same way. Like, oh, God, oh, man, this mm-hmm. is not a great way to come at the world uh, doing good for the expectation of reward and then. Uh, feeling taken advantage of when it doesn't work out. It's not 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 a great way to live. Is that what he is that what he did though? Like did I he... think so. I think that's like there's a certain type of angry man that <laughs> that does the quote like 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 his girlfriend said, Don't I I'm gonna be fine. I've got the baby taken care of. I've got I'm I got support structure. I don't need anything from you. Go off and be in your awesome band, and it's not fair to expect you. And he, of his own initiative, quit the band, took the shitty job, worked not. And then when she's like, you know, well, this isn't fulfilling to me. I actually want to give it a shot. This guy, he's just outraged and calls her a whore and all this stuff. And yeah. is, but he, no one made him sign up for that deal. He was not coerced or tricked. I mean, I get that there are there are some instances where women can mm-hmm. manipulate men and, and kind of trap them in that situation. But that's not what happened. But even if she didn't do that though, shouldn't, I, I just kind of, I feel like that doesn't mean you get to be a shitty person. Well, no, I don't well, think never mind. I take it back because she didn't cheat on him. Right. She just said, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, she did cheat. And I'm, I'm saying that she's a great person, but then again, he chose to take her back. 
So no, like, but I mean, like when, the, but I mean at the end, like once when he came. No, 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 he didn't. She was straight with him. She's like, he's okay. coming back in town, and this isn't working, and I want to okay. try it with him. I want to see. Okay. If I, yeah. I take it back. Then you're right. Okay. Because I, in my head, I thought she had cheated, and I'm like, just because you didn't ask him to do it doesn't yeah. mean he didn't do it. You don't get to cheat on him. But it, you're right. I, I just watched that earlier. Okay. Oh, I take it back. But I did, I did like his backstory because I felt like it explained a lot about him. Sure. And I thought that when the episode where we see that he's having sex with what's her face? Yeah, um, uh, Figaro. Yeah, and she tells him like you're an angry man, a resentful person, yeah. and you take this sex, you take it out by having sex with me. Like I was like, oh, that's perfect. So his backstory totally filled that for me. You know what I mean? Like it was like, uh, yes, I could see how this person became this person. Yeah, and that's the thing is like a lot of guys take this, you know, they they give it, they try this nice guy stuff again and again and again, and it blows up, and they finally like, you know what? I need to be a fucking asshole. That's the only way you can get things out of life, and that's that. You know, the uh, I I can't remember who I heard say it first, but the opposite of crazy is crazy. Like <laughs> the sane place to live is in the middle. You know, right. you're not you, you, you can't take everything from the world and you can't give everything to the world because then you won't have anything left. It's it's in the middle. Like I, 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 I like to think of it as enlightened self-interest or enlightened selfishness, you know, the kind of same uh, you know, when when the pressure mass descends from the airplane that's crashing, you put it on yeah. yourself first before you help others. Yeah. Because if you don't, you might need none of you survive, you know. Right, right. So I, I think that's the thing. And I and I, I worry with Joe because he seemed like he was on the cusp of learning that lesson and then at the end when everybody's raw rawing, it's like, ah, I've I, my life choices have been vindicated, but you know, now Sophia's in the shoe. What's mm-hmm. he going to, you know, is, is, is he going to then be like, well, well, how's he going to react to that? Right. Right. Um, but yeah, like, uh, that's what I'd say to guys. Like if you really identify with Caputo's, like there's, um, a lot of things you can kind of look into as far as, um, you know, setting boundaries and, and, mm-hmm. and, um, taking care of your better self care and all those kind of things that, you know, I'd be happy to give book recommendations and whatnot. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I hope you don't feel like I attacked you <laughs> in that episode because that's the last thing I want to do. But, you know, to the extent that you realize that that's not a light, a successful life strategy, when if you, if you can turn it around and kind of be, be more balanced, you might be super annoyed with Caputo when you go back and watch it. That's all I'm saying. That's all the feedback I got. Any other last moment thoughts before I let you go? And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you uh, next week. Uh, no, just uh, as always, thanks again for having me. I cannot stress enough how um, we've built a nice little community for ourselves. And it's great because I know a lot of the people that found us found us through you or the Black Eye Who Tips. And it's just, and I'm just having a ball with it. Like I have people, <laughs> 300 people I could talk about TV with all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a large part to um, to you and Jim and what you guys do over at Bald Moose. So thank well, thanks. you for having I, me. I, I love hearing that. And I love um, being able to turn people on to other quality people. So um, if you like what you're getting from Nina here, you should follow her over to projectfandom.com. Uh, everybody, you know, the rising tide makes everybody's bloat, boat boat float bloat exactly. makes everybody bloat higher i think maybe it's I just all the cor- maybe that's all the corn in my belly is all the bloat <laughs> i'm getting 
Uh, yeah, like I, I think uh, um, you know this whole podcasting thing is cool, and I think there's enough. Uh, you know, the, the, everyone's as passionate about television; they can't get enough of it. Then, you know, Nina is a great person to talk about it with. So check her out at ProjectFandom.com. We'll see you next week, hopefully, for the uh, wrap up. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>